0: Welcome to "What Are You Sporting About?" podcast, a podcast about business, employment, sports, and entertainment to help educate, support, and guide you to your next level. Here's your host, Attorney Savania Devaros.
1: Hi, guys! It's Savania Devaros, protector of athletes, and today I have the amazing Kim Hill on the podcast. Today, hi, Kim. Hi, how are you? Good. So for people who may not know who you are, let them know who you are.
0: Okay, Um, again, my name is Kim Hale and I am a publicist, entertainment publicist. I also work with nonprofits and I started as a professional dancer and transitioned into social media manager and then talent agent and now have landed in this incredible space of telling stories through PR.
1: You are a big deal. (laughs) <laughs> I that. You,
0: yes you are
1: a big deal in the entertainment industry and that's one of the reasons why I really wanted you to come on the show because you know it makes a difference when you can see women really owning their space in whether it's sports or entertainment um and we need more of that so your career of course from the outside looking in has been amazing and you've been able to represent some of some of the most legendary people. So just give us a little, little snippet. Who are some of the people you've been able to represent?
0: Well, I currently work with um, Chloe and Maude Arnold. They're the founders of syncopated ladies. It's a viral tap band. And the way that I got connected through them was through Emmy award winner, Debbie Allen, who really, kind of has been an incredible role model and mentor to me in this journey from dance, being a dancer, a professional dancer, to where I am today. A lot of it is because of her example and showing that a woman could go from being a dancer, in in her particular case, to the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. and the founder and artistic director of her nonprofit, the Debbie Allen Dance Academy. So in her, I saw, you know, possibilities. I uh, And so she was crucial. It was how I became, I started doing, uh, working as a talent agent was because I saw, wow, I could do other things in the field, you know, outside of just dancing. And so yeah. I credit her. And as, you know, as a talent agent, I worked with a lot of Broadway choreographers and with, you know, dancers in all genres from ballet to hip hop. And it was an incredible space to learn about the industry. And I realized that what I really was passionate about was telling stories mm-hmm. and sharing the stories of these artists, their journeys and their impact, you know, especially during this time of COVID, you know, the arts are have become essential.
1: Yes it
0: makes, a it makes you um, highlight the fact of
1: some of these school districts who have either removed sports or the arts from their programs, how important it really is. It's therapeutic. It's there is definitely therapeutic. So you're right.
0: People have turned, I mean, during this time when, when we were really, really seriously, you know, quarantined, not so as much in LA as other places. There was mm-hmm. a little more freedom, but what were people turning to? Netflix? Yep to, you Entertainment. know, content online, content yep. via Instagram. I mean, it opened a whole new world for people on Instagram. Podcasts yep. really even, you know, like you know, took a real step up in, in being a, a marketable space for people to share their stories. It really yes change that. So in short, yes, Debbie Allen has played uh, an incredible role. And as far as becoming a publicist, the way that that happened was, I had kind of I was working and doing marketing and social media for her and the school and um, an opportunity arose, I had watched some of the publicists on her show, the hot chocolate nutcracker. And I asked her, you know, I think I can do this. And she said, okay, and that's how I kind of got started with that and ended up, you know, booking, if I can say so, booking more than these really seasoned, these seasoned publicists from mm-hmm. these agencies, just because I really knew the story and the angle mm-hmm. of, you know, from being on the inside. So and I'm the great. Passion. Yeah. The passion and that I'm,
1: you have, you even, even just listening to you talk about the journey, you can really hear the passion. From when you first got your start to even now, about how how much you love storytelling—that's amazing.
0: I I do. I I don't want to fool anybody into thinking it was very linear. You know, (laughs) I mean, I don't want to mislead. There were many bumps along the way, and you know, to be honest, the the way even now, um, I'm not working with Debbie, but the way I kind of in the midst of um, COVID just decided to, you know, really embrace doing my own thing was just because, you know, listen, I'm 52. It was hard to even get, you know, interviews mm-hmm. and during that time. And I finally just realized, listen, this is the universe telling you to do your own thing. Yeah. And, and that has worked, has worked out well for me and is working out well for me and continues to unfold. But, you know, it was heart wrenching for a couple moments. I'm like, mm-hmm. I have so much to offer, mm-hmm. but the workplace is what it is. And from my, you know, there's some age, there's some ageism there. I mean, yeah. I did all the tricks. I took my year of college graduation off <laughs> my resume. I took all the years off. I did everything. And it was just, ch- that part was challenging. And I just realized and started to embrace that my path was my path. Right. And it's always been different. And that right. that was okay. and that is,
1: And that's okay. And I think a lot of people have to understand, regardless of what it is that you aspire to do, your path getting to that point is not always going to look like the person next to you. And it's not going to be, Prepackaged packaged and laid
0: out for you. Okay. <laughs> you know, or it that, like what you see on Instagram. <laughs>
1: exactly. Because people can make stuff on social media look so freaking easy, but what you don't see are the late night uh, work and grind, the tears, the rejections, you know, the constant perseverance. You don't see that. What a lot of people see is the aftermath, the finished product. And it can, you know, sometimes make you think that it's a lot easier than it is but it's not i mean i feel like everyone who's gotten to a place of success and we can even go step further and say extreme success um it took a lot of work you know regardless of even if you came behind someone else who paved the way you still have to own your space once you get there and show people that you're meant to be in that space um but you're you're so right, Kim. I mean, with what we're going through now and what people will face at any type of point in their lives, there may be a, a situation where you have to uh, pivot and create your own opportunities. So talk to me a little bit about uh, how you were able to do that um, because, and I mean, before you answer, it, it put me in the mind what you were just speaking about when you answered one of the questions I I had for you before was what does, what are you sporting about mean to you? And you said, for me, it's about embracing all that you are, your passion, your goals and all the possibilities life has to offer, despite the challenging, the challenges one faces along the way. I mean, we have had some challenging times. You as a woman and an older woman in entertainment, you spoke about you know, facing challenges yourself and figuring out how am I going to pick back up the ball and just keep this moving. And so sometimes you do have to create your own opportunities. So what did you do?
0: Well, I can tell you, I faced this about 10 years ago as well. I was, and that kind of laid the foundation for where I am today is that about 10 years ago, I was feeling like, okay, I'm not I was working, teaching at a lot of places, teaching dance, teaching at the Debbie Allen Dance Academy, and I started to feel like I need, I could do more, and I wanted to do more. So in this case, you know, social media was coming to play, and I went to Debbie and I said, "Listen, I'd like to run your social media. I'll do it free for you for a week." Now, I had never really done this outside of my own, and mm-hmm. she said, you know, "I said I'd do it for free." She said, "Okay, mm-hmm. here's the login." And, you know, as a ch- as somebody who grew up on fame, I knew the storyline. I knew, you know, it's my age demographic of people that did that. And so I started posting a lot of throwbacks and stuff. And all of a sudden, this engagement started. And so basically, I, after that, I started running it full time and doing that. And so it was this idea of creating a something. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And I saw something. It was a chance to be creative again to tell this story. And that's, so I created something where there was nothing. There was no position for that. And so building on that experience, then 10 years later, like I started her Instagram at zero and I took it to 1.7 million completely organic. That's amazing. And, you know, it continues to flourish under other people now. And then same thing kind of happened. Okay. COVID comes, things change, work is changing. You know, people are downsizing mm-hmm. and I I had already started building a relationship with Chloe and Maude and was doing stuff for them starting in about January and they they were like, let's keep going. I started working out with them. We started, you know, coming up with ideas and just kind of continued to tell their story all through this time, how they were giving back. And so the project was really like again that idea of in this at simultaneously I was on a job search, you know, and nothing I'm like, how can I not get an interview? I have a master's degree. I have, you know, I have a lot of great experience. And meanwhile, this was kind of chugging along and then people started reaching out to me and asking for help and consultations. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it, it went. And I think for me that the nugget in it all is sometimes you got to think out of the box and you have to yes. create your own opportunity and you can't wait. And I think Debbie was a great example of that to me when she had a project or has a project in mind, she just went for it, you know, mm-hmm. For her, even the project like Amistad, I believe it took her 10 years to get that made or longer that she held onto it and had a lot of no's and, you know, how to keep pivoting. So again, there was a pivot. I love that term. It was a pivot Mm -hmm. of, okay, how do we pick yourself up and let's just keep moving forward. And it's been, it's been great. And it's been, it has its ups and downs but it's empowering to know that there's always a way and maybe your way is not going to be working for somebody else. Right. And I think there's a space for that now, you know, 20, well, I don't want to say 2020, but in this <laughs> 2020 decade, is almost over. Let's just throw the whole year away. <laughs> uh, no, in this decade, There's such a space for entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, nobody wants to hire full-time people. They don't want to yeah. give benefits so they hire you at three quarters. People are working from home anyway, yep. you know, so there was a space for it. And that's, that's kind of where I came at it from. And, yeah. you know, if people were surprised, like, I think we all were surprised, like, wow, how did we stay in the, in the news and creating and doing things all staying relevant during COVID? <laughs> Hmm. You know, they were pivoting, and it was sharing that story, and you know, just continuing to share how people are, you know, moving through these times.
1: You said something that resonated with me um, as it relates to Miss Debbie Allen and holding on to a project that she didn't. She held on to it for ten years until she found the right person who would say yes. I attended this an event uh, this past. Weekend, it was a two day event, and one of the speakers had a quote from Kris Jenner that says, If someone says no to you, you're talking to the wrong person. You know, I mean, like, how powerful is that? Because when you have the passion and, and the conviction behind what it is that you're doing, you literally have to just steadfast and hold on to it until you find the right person who's willing to take that stand with you to bring your vision to fruition.
0: It's so amazing that you quote her because, um, I I once heard her speak and she told the story of them having like no money. She started making some press kits, you know, to get some speaking, uh, jobs, speaking jobs and appearances for her then husband making these little press kits in the floor of their house. And look where that, you know, Mm -hmm. That led, like at that moment, she said, I never could have seen that far down the line.
1: Isn't that something?
0: But again, creating her own space. She was a mother of, you know, a few children, I think three children at that time. and and newlywed. And, you know, they had this resource of maybe these speaking engagements and how they continue to capitalize on, which is so amazing. Cause she's really self-made in that way. So we have to give her credit.
1: Yep. Major credit, major credit. So I want to pivot a little bit because you have been involved with Dolly Parton's Christmas Mm -hmm. on the Square. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Um how did you how did you get involved with that?
0: Well, I was working um at the Debbie Allen Dance Academy at the time, and Miss Allen had been offered this project, and she invited a few of us to be involved and to be part of the assistant choreography team. and literally gave me an incredible, you know, small little role and dancing part in it. I was like 51 at the time. Wasn't expected to do that. Got myself in shape and then went.
1: Wait, wait. you were 51 at the time. Kim, first off, <laughs> <laughs> you did not look like you're in your 50s. That's all no. I got to say.
0: <laughs> I do appreciate that. No, and so, the, you know, there's always what I found. It's so funny is that as I've gotten older and I've let go of a lot of things that I, you know, really pushed for in my youth. There's like a market for everyday people now. <laughs> so That's exactly where I land,
1: and I'm all for it. You know, yeah. the everyday
0: people vibe. I'm I'm down with it. It's good. So I was involved. So I really was with her from the beginning, along with about you know there was about four or five of us involved, and through the whole like choreography creation process here in L.A um on a small group of people. And then what was so amazing was taking that small little skeleton going mm-hmm. to Atlanta. And then incorporating probably close to, you know, 75 dancers into this.
1: Nice.
0: So, and you know, I got to meet Dolly Parton and Jennifer Lewis is in it. I mean, what can be better than Jennifer Lewis? I know. And, that's so cool. I mean She's got an amazing part in it, which the world will fall again in love with her and is singing in the movie. So that's a special treat because you don't always get to see her doing that. So, that process, you know, was good, fun, and challenging at the same time. I won't lie. It was a lot. It was a lot. and um, But I'm excited to see, you know, how this turned out. And I think it's a lot of joy in a true mm-hmm. kind of like, I would say it's similar to like, you know, Miracle on 34th Street, and I can't think of the other movie. There's another movie classic kind of you know feel good mm-hmm. movie in the end. It has some challenges and then, you know, it, it's a feel good with a lot of big Debbie Allen singing and dancing numbers to, you know, keep you I love it.
1: I it's absolutely good. love it's it. Great.
0: It's great. Yeah. It's gonna
1: be fun. You, you have I mean you've had a very interesting <laughs> path to <laughs> where you are and I know we all have our own individual journeys to get wherever we are striving to uh, reach. And so what have you discovered about yourself as you have embarked on your journey in the past, as you continue to ever change and evolve as Kim Hill and as the PR strategist, Um, what is it that you've learned about yourself
0: Oh I've learned a lot. <laughs> I mean, I've learned that one one beautiful thing that I've learned is that you know if I truly love so i i if I truly love something, it doesn't feel like work, so I like to focus on doing things that I love, nice. and I'm always a hundred and ten a hundred and twenty percent in. If it's something that I'm passionate about, I'm all in. I'm not worried about it because it doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's about doing things with people. I heard a great quote once um, from a woman named Sherry Salata, who used to be the uh, president of Oprah's Network. And she said to do things with people you love for people you love. And that was her whole motto.
1: That's beautiful.
0: During the whole Oprah. I mean, she was at the Oprah show for a long time. Oh no. The quote was, do what you love with people you love for people you love. That was the whole quote. And I just love that. It's just so right on point. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as what I've learned, you know, I've learned one of the biggest things I've learned is how I was talking to my brother about this yesterday was about what I need to do to take care of myself. Mm. I'm somebody that needs to have rest mm-hmm. and that I need, I'm not going to lie, I sleep eight to nine hours, you know, generally. And I need that. Mm-hmm. And that always pushing doesn't always mean better work. I'm learning, especially during COVID that sometimes you got to be a little more easeful with things. Yeah. And, and, and that there's space in that to, for things to happen instead yeah. of like pound, 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 grind, grind, grind. Yep. You know, sometimes I'll give myself 10 minutes to like lay down for a second and just regroup and think, okay, how do I want to approach this next, you know, idea that I have, or I'm going to pitch somebody Yeah. and I'll lay down and think like, what is that? What am I going to do? How I'll ask the universe, what? what's the angle that I need to approach this from. And so making that space and not feeling I used to use the words, you know, I left to hustle. And that's kind of becoming, you know, a little passe now because mm-hmm. people are finding it doesn't necessarily equate to um Productivity and productivity is the word. Yeah, I was going to say success. It's productivity. It doesn't necessarily lead to that always. So now I'm like try to pick the right things at the right, you know, be specific Mm -hmm. and strategic instead of just like everything going, you know, throwing everything out.
1: Yeah, and it's a it's a lot of freedom in that too, because you know self preservation is so important. I think women especially. Um, just part of our nature, we approach things as from the perspective that we can just do it all and forget sometimes that you really need to rest. You need to rest every part of who you are sometimes, um, and giving yourself the freedom to enjoy the quiet, you know, um, because when you are fully rested and you preserve who you are, then it does show up majorly in everything else that you do, because now you can really, really show up. You have the energy for it.
0: <laughs> um, I love that. You can really show up. That is so true. You can yeah. really show up and be present as as opposed to, you know, maybe a year or two ago, I just felt like I had to do everything and I would get to a space, you know, where I would get agitated or frustrated and it, it wasn't working, you know, yeah. and that It's better to slow down a little bit. Take that time. Take the pause if you need. Go outside for a walk. Come back in. Regroup. And I have the space. I've always had the space just in the nature of what I've done to do that. And it's been a great lesson of COVID is that slowing down and enjoying the the quiet and getting back to basics.
1: Yes. Very important. Very important. I think that's this uh covid-19 has highlighted that a lot for a lot of people doesn't matter what your demographic is, what your nationality is, you know, you have to take that time and really I'm just going to go back to the title of this podcast, understand what you are sporting about because everything is not about the job that you're working on or the next check that you want to get, but it's also about how you feel, how you make other people feel, going back to your your quote there, um you know, and, and really enjoying you in the space that you are occupying at this moment, because, you know, I've said this to so many people before, you can make all the money in the world, but if you're not happy, what's the point of it anyways?
0: Exactly. I couldn't agree more. I mean, with everything that you said, it has been that time and that space and to really, like you said, what are you sporting about? Who are you? What do you believe? What do you stand for? This has brought this, this moment has and continues (laughs) to bring that forward every day. Yeah. Where you stand, what, because I also heard somebody say, you know, especially during COVID, Know why you're where you are, know why you're with the people you are with. You know, be more conscious yes. of how you're moving through the world. Especially now, I mean, on a physical level, you have to be aware of who you're around. Do I have I, yesterday I ran out of the house? I forgot my mask. I oh was my goodness. the hall. I mean, I keep three in the car extra. Yeah. But all of a sudden I saw somebody walking towards me with a mask and I just yelled out my mask. mask. (laughs) You know, I am a mask wearer. Me too. I I do my part. (laughs) I do my part. And listen, whether it's working or not, I'm worth, it's worth it to take the chance and wear it.
1: Man, look, so we were in San Diego um, last week and I got out of the car. I'm on the phone talking to my mentor and Get, get out of the car so I can go run into CVS. And as soon as I hit the threshold of the door, I was like, oh, my God, my mask. Girl, you should have seen me. I turned around so fast. I don't know if you've ever seen this little gif of this little short, fat kid. And he's so cute and lovely. Yeah. And as, soon as, he come, as soon as he sees something, he, like, jets and turns around. That was me. I went jetting back to the car to get my mask because, I look, it's I am the mask wear.
0: It's a whole new thing, that moment,
1: my mask. <laughs> Ma'am, look right here. <laughs> I do not play about that. But
0: so, Oh it's- my
1: goodness. Kim, it's, it has been such a pleasure to have you on this podcast. Um, I'm going to keep looking at you and checking you out because I love what you're doing and I love the people that you're working with and all of them just exude this energy that's so light and freeing and therapeutic, I absolutely love it. And it must be a joy to be able to work with people who are like that. It does make work fun. So it
0: thank you for inviting me to just share my journey. Maybe somebody will hear something in that, that resonates, you know, with them. And I'm just so grateful. And I, you know, it makes I'm glad that somebody, you know, Chloe always talked, Chloe Arnold always talked about this and that reaching a hand back to somebody. And I'm so grateful that somebody did that for me and, you know, shed a light on, on the possibilities.
1: Beyond yeah. what I had
0: ever dreamed was possible. And so thank you. And I love everything that you're, you're doing. Well, and I'm, grateful, you. For in. I'm yeah. grateful for in, for connecting us. I'm so yes, happy. I and
1: know, that's so amazing. So amazing. So we
0: works, people. I know, it's been a gift. And I thank you so much for your time and for including me. Thank you. Oh,
1: absolutely. You. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kim.
0: Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us this week on What Are You Sporting About? podcast. Make sure to visit our website, prosportlawyer.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite platform is. So you'll- Never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book. What are you sporting about? Attorney Savania DeBarros is available for private consulting at sldebarros.com. And remember, we're here to educate, support, and guide you in your journey to success. Because we're all sporting about something. Oh, oh,